Get a shell. Blow a shell. Come on. Welcome to the podcast of Junior Kiko in Virginia. Oh, man. You know, I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. You know, well, the first thing is I get my own show. I finally get my own show. I tell you. And you know, because these guys, bro, they did everything. They did everything for holding me back in this industry. You can't believe, bro. If I told you guys everything, like the truth of everything, the first thing, right, was this? <laughs> Wait, let me just let me go to the gratitudes first, cause don't get me started on these lines, bro. This guy, you think you think you've been through prejudice? You think you've been through racial discrimination? <laughs> you ain't seen nothing till you've been through the Hawaiians, bro. Let me tell you, bro. All right, let's bring out the guy. Bro, I gotta get my list of here, so I get my list right. It's called it's called analytics. We like we like to say Mahalo. Everybody in the United States, so we get 26 states listening, right? Uh, our goal is to get 50, bro. We, we need all 50 states. So tell your friends. And then countries, Ireland, Netherlands, Ghana, Canada, the United Kingdom, Bangladesh. Bangladesh of all places, bro. Remember Bangladesh? They used to sing about them, the Beatles. Remember they, they had them in their song? Yeah. Brazil, Australia, Belgium, Peru, Poland. Austria, South Africa, Italy, Russia, Japan, France, Germany, and Israel. Bro, we like to say mahalos to you guys. And aloha from Hawaii. Uh, Spotify, bro, we get 6% now. It's coming up. Anchor is 8%. Apple is 75%. And then Google and all that lot of stuff is 9%. So we, we want to thank you guys. Now, the age ranges, we don't always mention this, but... You know, we got to mention it a little while because, you know, we, we have to say thank you. Uh, 13%. We're just going for the highest ones. So, the, um, well, let me let me say that between 0 and 17, we get 4%. There's some young little kiddies listening, okay? So, please forgive uncle when I swear and, you know, stuff like that, okay? All right. 18 to 22-year-olds, 1%. So, they don't care. The 18 to 22 year olds, they're like, what, this guy? <laughs> okay. All right, now the 23 to 27 year olds, okay. Um, this kind of reminds me of those chicks, you know, you know, around 27 is when they like get married, you know what I mean? The 23 to 27 year olds, 13%. 28 to 34 year olds, that's where we go down, right? So the graph goes down severely over the 2%. Now, the 35 to 44 year olds, the thing pop up. 41% Hines. 41%. Then 45 to 59 is 22%. And we get a few kupuna at 13%, uh, 60 plus listening to us. So we like to say mahalo. 
Thank you very much. And this morning, there was over 3,600 listens, bro. Oh, man. So that means that that the show was played 3,600 times this morning, like at different points of the globe. And you know, bro, I, I never thought this was going to be like this, right? So, because, because, you know, okay, so, so there, there are good reasons why people are discriminating against me. Number one is, you know, when you get, when you come from a family where you get hookups, right? But you turn down the hookups you get, cause you like other hookups. You see what I'm saying? And then, and then those guys look at you and they go, well, bro, you know, cause, cause they're already jealous. They're already jealous, right? They are, and then they look at you and they go, but we ain't letting him in here. So they close the, they close the door, bro. But and this happened so many times to me, bro. Okay, so the first thing. Now this is how this is family friends that did this. Okay, so family friends, okay, had this family. We're not gonna mention the names because poor Kupuna, they're still alive. But the daughter went pass away, and the daughter's the one that did this, right? So, so she she told me, yeah, wait, we're gonna put you, we're gonna put you on the radio, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, you know, she gave me all these ideas, right? Yeah, we could do this, do that, do this, do that. So this, you know, and I and I was, you know, I was thinking like, well, there's no way that this could go wrong, right? Because her parents and my parents, like, was good friends. I mean, they're good friends until today, right? I don't know if her parents are still living. I have no idea. But anyway, so. Uh, but it, but any, but anyway, so 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 they was good friends, and I thought, well, you know, you know, because they're good friends, and 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 you know, this and that, like, there's nothing wrong gonna happen. <clears throat> wrong, <laughs> wrong, bro. So she told me all this kind of stuff. Okay, no, no. In back in the day, you had to have a license. You had to have a license, okay, and you had to have a license for the for the kind of do radio, okay. It was called a third class ticket. And what you had to do was you had to apply and you had to take on tests. You had to take on small tests for the FCC, right? <laughs> but like nowadays, the kind of guys on the radio, buddy, they couldn't pass this test, I tell you right now. And so you had to you had to take on tests. So so um, then, you know, when that was when I first got in radio and I was studying for the test. And then the government, see, the government dumbs everything down. You guys got to know this. Okay? They're dumbing the educational system down. They dumb permits down, right? As long as you pay, you can get in, right? You get, you know, they get permits. All right, you pay so much a year, and then you get your permit. So, so they, bro, they do this everywhere, everywhere, bro. I tell you. So, so they, they dumb them down from a third-class ticket, right? So, all of a sudden... From third class ticket, it's a permit, and it's free, okay, at the time. So now, and everybody had to have one, uh, you know, everybody had to have one, a kind. Uh, everybody had to have one, one third class ticket. And then, then everybody had to have a permit. Now, I was in the middle, because I was taking the test for the third class ticket. I, I went right to Washington. You got to write to Washington, D.C. You got to apply. And those days, you know, no more online, nothing, right? So you gotta mail them and you gotta wait. <laughs> so, so and you and I think you waited like about a month and then you got them back. And you and the only thing is that you know they would just stamp them, sign them, and send them back to you. That was it. So it was waiting. You know, I think the processing is on took a long time. And so I'm waiting, right? So this girl has me go substitute for these other two DJs. 
And this is on the Hawaiian station, right? So I figure, bro, it's the Hawaiian station. Guaranteed it would take care of me. These Hawaiians, right? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> okay. So so at that point, right? So at that point, I was good, but I was going in. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, wow, this is my road inside, but we're going in. We're going to do radio. We're going to do, you know, because the, the goal wasn't radio. The goal was music, right? It, but but the radio was like, you know, because I was thinking, in my mind, I was thinking like, okay, going to radio first, right? Then I go meet the the record guys. Then they're going to sign me up. And then, then they go produce me. And then, then I'm going to be on Wheelie K. But in those days, never had Wheelie K. So we, there was a lot of names was throwing around. Hey, maybe I can be, maybe I can be one brother Casimero. You know, because I had two, right? The brothers Casimero, but I was only one, so I figured, well, maybe I can be the brother Casimero, like, like one of them, like one of them. You know, and I was, you know, speaking Roland, because, you know, because he was a guitar player. I wasn't looking at Robert. Robert, Robert and Roland is my cousin's true marriage, but that's not a, that's not a podcast, huh? Okay? I love Robert and Roland. I miss Roland. I miss Roland Casimero. Tell you that right now. Uh, that brother was ooh, awesome. So at that point, that was the plan for me. I was like, okay, this is the plan. Radio first, radio first. So I go in, and this chick, right? And, and she had a name. I don't know. I think her name was, uh, was it the, was Skyhawk? Something like that. Skyhawk? I, I don't know. And she, anyway, so she she, she had this name on, on you know, and, and bro, they was, they, was, they was cutting up cocaine, smoking weed in the studios, but they, they was partying like it was 1999, and wasn't even 1999 yet. And so, so I worked for these other two girls, right? These Japanese girl, these Howley girl, didn't matter what race they was, you know, it wasn't about race, you know what I'm saying? And so, so, so I worked for these two girls on the, on the shift, and, and I worked two shifts back to back for two weekends. No, in my in my mind, right? Cause that was minimum wage those days for for guys like me, right? That's five dollars an hour, and I was counting the hours. I was like, bro, I did two shifts. That's eight hours Saturday, eight hours Sunday, eight more hours the next day, eight, eight more hours the next week on Saturday, eight more hours the next week Sunday. So, bro, that was that was money for me, and that was a lot of money, right? Okay, so <laughs> so anyway, long story short, hoes, right? I thought, well, because her mother and father, and my mother and father is good friends, nothing could go wrong, right? <laughs> okay, wrong, okay. And then then after that, right? So after that thing, I'm, I'm waiting for my money now, right? I'm waiting to get paid. So I go into the office one day, and I, you know, I waited a little while, okay? So I waited, you know, I waited like, I think three weeks, and, you know, I was like, hey, how come I don't never get paid? And I went into her office and I sat down. And you know, I'm not gonna mention her name. And I said, so and so, you know, I said, I said, I, I was, you know, working for these guys. I was running, I was running board, okay. Running board in radio means you're not talking. Okay. Uh, you, you're not talking, you're just running the equipment. You're playing the music, you're running the equipment. And in those days, it had phonographs, so I was playing records. I was playing records, I was playing Hawaiian music, was doing the whole trip. Right, and then I I was asking about you know like when I was going to get paid, and she said she said this, and I will quote this. She said, "The girls feel they do not have to pay you because you do not have your permit yet." Bro, that's exact words came out of her mouth. Now she's dead already. She died already. 
okay? And you know, when somebody told me she died, she said, hey, she passed away. I'm like, uh, okay, what's for lunch? <laughs> I was like, what's for lunch? I was like, but, but anyway, but no, I mean, you know, bro, you know, she did me dirty, right? And then, and then, so, so I'm like, wow. So, so I was trying to figure out in my head, right? And in my mind, right? Is, is she doing me dirty? Or is these girls doing me dirty, right? Well, I found out it was a combination of all three. Talk about a conspiracy alliance. Bro, you guys, you guys never seen conspiracy theories until you live them. You know what I mean? Okay, so that was the first time, okay? The second time, right? I'm, not, I'm, I'm working my way through radio. <clears throat> now, that, that station did not work out for me at the time because... Uh, I remember it well because if you really want to, I'll tell you the story, bro. I will tell. I will tell you the story. Robert Bowman from Olomana died of a heroin overdose. Okay, and and we got the phone call on, and I was interning for a certain DJ, right? And he, I'm not gonna mention his name. He's very famous today, very well known in the Hawaiian community, and I love the guy. He gave me opportunity. He's the one said, "Hey, come, come." You know, and and then he's the one. Like when I got mad at these guys for not paying me, like he's the one. I said, but you, you know what? You just 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 let them go. Never mind these guys. Just let them go. Do your own trip, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so that morning, Robert Bowman died. Okay, and we got the call from his mother. His mother was on the phone. His mother was crying. His she was all distraught. Okay. Now this was off the air, right? And then. This guy, the radio announcer, started crying, right? I mean, he's a very heartful guy. Now, he started crying. Now, Olomano was one of my heroes, both of them, okay? Jerry Santos, Robert Bowman, bro. We used to listen to Kuhome Okahalu, bro. That was our theme song. That, that was for a while. For a while, that was, bro, that was, that was number one song in Hawaii, right? So, so you know, we was listening to and We grew up with that. We drank beer, Listening to Olomana, we we did a bro, we did a lot of things listening to Olomana. So, bro, but but you know when Robert passed away, right? Everybody was shocked. Everybody was like, "What?" Right? You know, it's kind of like it was kind of like you know, it wasn't like you know, like like we was expecting him, right? It was all of a sudden, boom, and he was gone, right? And then we found out, you know, the model went to go and call us, and then the model was like, "Yeah, you know, but he did a lot of stuff, but he wasn't into heroin." And like he wasn't into heroin, and and we was having this, you know, well, not me. I was I was the fly on the wall. <clears throat> you know, my job wasn't to sit down and shut up. It wasn't that guy. But I, I was just not in the conversation. I was just listening. I was just there, you know. But I had the habit, Eric. I was trained. I was trained by my syndicate uncles already, right? You know, I had the habit: sit down and shut up. And that's what I did. I sat down and we shut up. And we listened. So I heard everything. And and so apparently. Right, allegedly, this is what happened. Okay, something went wrong with something. I cannot tell you. Okay, something went wrong with something, and and Robert died of a heroin overdose, and he never did heroin. He wasn't an heroin user. You see what I'm saying? Now the same thing happens in Las Vegas. Okay, <laughs> the same thing about it. This happens in Las Vegas. You know, and then they, they, they walk in with you know. And the cop walks in the hotel room, right? And the guy is lying on the floor. And you go, what happened? Heroin overdose. How long did he have this habit? Oh, about 15 minutes. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? Bruh. 
This happens in Las Vegas all the time, okay? Guys. So, so anyway, so we was wondering why. We was trying to, you know, and nobody knew why. At the time, nobody knew why. You know, that, that, that's another podcast, the reason why, later on. That's another podcast. But that's, so, so we was all, like, emotional. It was all, you know, I was young, bro. I was like, I was like 19. And, and I was like, you know, and so everybody in the studio was crying. Then we had this other girl. She was the news girl. She came inside. She was crying. Everybody was crying because Robert Beaumont had passed away, right? And and then it kind of looked like, you know, like, oh, maybe he got murdered. You, you know what I mean? And we was like, oh, man. So more was crying. And more, and not only crying, we were scared. We wasn't scared for, for us because, you know, we was good. We were scared for the family. We were scared. You know, we never know what was going on, right? And so all these emotions, emotions, emotions came now. Add to that the fact that I never get paid for my gigs, right? On the weekends, right? And then the general manager comes walking in from the elevator, right? You know? And I'm walking out, man, bro, I'm, I'm all pissed off already because I'm not getting paid. Okay, now I got to go through this. I'm all emotional because, you know, one of my heroes died, right? Because <clears throat> I don't know if you guys heard the other podcast, right? But, but the Pico Lounge podcast we did... Brad, I used to see Robert Bowman in a Pico Lounge all the time. Brother was a good brother. He was a good brother. And he was quiet. He was mellow. He wasn't a kind, you know, kind, hey, look at me. He wasn't one of those guys, bro. He was, he was, bro, he was an undercover brother. He, he was, he was, he was solid, bro. This guy was mean, bro. He was, he was a humble man. He was a humble guy. And he was making music. That's all. He was making music. He was a humble dude, and, and everybody loved him, bro. Everybody. I never never heard one guy say a bad thing about Robert Bowman, ever. Bro, guys talk crap about me every day, all right? <laughs> if you don't, and that's another thing. If you don't have haters, you, you got to get some because you, you're not going to get to where you want to be. <laughs> no, for real, for real. So, <clears throat> so anyway, all of this happens. The general manager walks out of the elevator and I'm walking to the elevator because I'm leaving. Because I cannot take the pressure anymore, right? Like, like you know, I just wanted, at that point, bro, I just wanted to go and 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 chill and go sleep cause, and forget this whole thing ever happened. Because I woke up, this was a morning show. So I woke up at 4.30, right? Got down to the got down to the radio station by 5.30, right? Got on the radio at 6.00. Well, the, the guy was on the radio at 6 o'clock in the morning. 7.30, we hear about this. Right now, it's about it's about 8.30. And here comes the general manager out of the thing. And I gave her a piece of my mind. <laughs> and then, I, I told her, I never cared. I never, I never cared. She was a general manager. I never care if I ever worked at that radio station again. I did not care. And I told her off right there in front of the elevator. <laughs> Well, apparently, <coughs> apparently, nobody ever told her off before because <laughs> nobody ever went off on her before because she was the GM. She was the big dog, right? I never care. I was 19. But see, when I was 19, see, my Puerto Rican blood gets me in trouble. Okay, no racial. <laughs> no racial. But I'm, I am part Puerto Rican, and that is the fire inside of me. And that's the one I gotta control, because that. But you ever seen that? You ever seen that small Portuguese guy at the at the party? A small Portuguese guy at the party. Okay. Now I get Portuguese too, right? 
I get Portuguese. I get one eight Portuguese, but the bugger strong, right? Now, you ever seen that small Portuguese guy at the party? <clears throat> he will get drunk, right? And he will start saying any kind of stuff, right? And usually it's all slurs, cause not racial slurs, just you know can you know can pronounce them because he's drunk, right? And then the brothers will take him outside in the parking lot and they will lick this guy, right? And then they will go back and they will start drinking. And after about five, ten minutes, the guy, the small Portuguese guy will come back into the party again, right? And the brothers will go, what? He came back? And they will take that Portuguese guy out to the parking lot and they will lick this guy again, right? And they go back and they just into the next beer and the next, you know, just serving of poke, right? They just get some fresh poke, right? And they sit it down and they just pop the next beer. Here comes that little Portuguese guy. Okay. No matter how much you lick this guy, no matter how much, whatever, bro, he will take it and take it and take it, and he will stand up and he will come back, right? Okay, that was me. <laughs> that was me. I mean, I wasn't like that at the parties, but I'm just saying that was the kind of guy I was, and I never cared, right? I never cared. So I told this general manager off, and, and that about did it for me in, in Hawaiian radio for many years at that point, and I never cared. I never care because they took advantage, right? So now I go along in my radio career, right? Well, we, I don't think it was a career, but it was a it was an attempt at a career, okay? And then, so I go on in the years, I work for different radio stations. I end up at this one radio station, and I gotta say, Hawaiian, I gotta tell you, okay? Now, if, you, if you're listening to this in the Netherlands, <clears throat> you are an honorary Hawaiian. Okay, I will tell you. Any, anybody listen to my show, you are an honorary honorary Hawaiian. So if I say Hawaiian, I'm talking to you. Okay, Hawaiian. All right. So this this company, right? I was working for this company, and I had this real radio boss. He was he was in radio a long time, and I have a lot of respect for him. And his name was Rich Helm, and um, bro, this guy was this guy was sharp. He was he was a very smart man. Very humble man, very uh, well-educated man. This guy, he was a good guy to work for, and that's what really uh, kind of hurt me because you know. I, I anyway, I'll tell you the story, bro. So <laughs> I will tell you the story, Hawaiian. So, so I was working for this company, and it was going good. It was going really good, and I started uh, doing television at the time. Okay, I started working on World Pacific Wrestling on KITV, one o'clock in the morning every Saturday. And it, so we would tape shows, we'd do all that kind of stuff. So I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was doing television, I was doing radio. I was happy. I, bro, I, I was, I, I really, everything was working. Everything was working. Okay, until I got word that, hey, we might get sold. Now in radio, this happens all the time, all the time. You know, other companies buy other companies all the time. They sell out all the time. Well, here's the story of what happened with this company. So, with this radio station. So, this radio station, bro, the guys I was working with, excellent guys, bro. And, and these guys, you know, this is the last time I heard of most of these guys. They all, I don't know, they, they left radio, they never go back, whatever. But, but I was working with some really good people, okay? And then one day, this guy said, oh, do you know that they're selling the station? I'm like, what? See, when everything is going good, right? That's when you sell one station. Or when everything looks like it's going good, right? And everything was going good. 
<clears throat> so so the guy goes, did, did did you know that they said it? I said, no. He goes, no, for real. So when I checked into it, I'm like, oh, man, this guy is selling his radio stations. Okay, what I didn't know, Hawaiians, <clears throat> and this is on court case. You can look him up in court. If you DM me, message me, email me, hereforyouusa at gmail.com, I will give you the details. You can look him up in court. It's public record. <laughs> okay, so, so one day, I see this guy come in, this Hawaiian guy, right? And and everybody thinks he's shady. Like every, the guys that was working there, they, they all thought he was shady, right? And I knew he had connections to some of my uncles, right? And so I was wondering, is my uncles in the back of this stuff? Like, it, you know, are they putting up money for this thing? But but no, it turns out that they, they formed a hui. Okay, so they formed a hui, a group, okay, of investors. And they went out and they got a lot of people to invest in this thing. And they all put money in this thing. Okay, now this chick, right, that ripped me off at the first radio station, the Hawaiian radio station, right? So, so well, she was one of the people. So was her, was this other real famous disc jockey. You know, he, he died. I went, to, I went to his hospital room and I told him, thank you for being such a decent person to me. You know, I did. I kissed him on the forehead and, and I, I asked him if he, if he wanted anything. He told me no. You know, he was good, you know, whatever. But but I miss that guy. That guy, and he was the godfather of, of, of disc jockeys in, in Hawaii. And, and that's another podcast, Hawaiians. But that's, that one's coming up. So anyway, so so was all these guys. They were in Farm One Hui. Then they got investors. And then they was going to get this radio station. Now, what you guys don't know is that the FCC, for many years, only granted, even now, they only grant radio stations to minorities, okay? If you want to build, so let's say you want to build a radio station and you want to go to the FCC for a license, okay, you got to be on minority, okay? So you got to find one minority partner and then you work on that. Anyway, so these guys form on Hui and they was going to make a Hawaiian radio station. And I was like, oh, okay. And then and then they was going to compete. With the Hawaiian station that they came from, that there was that they used to be on, right? And I was like, oh, okay. <clears throat> now I don't know if, if you guys out in Germany and Israel, in Bangladesh, know what bachi is, but bachi is a Japanese word. You people in Japan, we get listeners in Japan, they know. Okay. So anyway, I'm gonna tell you that this bro, this is the biggest bachi story you ever gonna hear. And so these guys get all these investors in, they get all okay. Now, now these guys did some crappy stuff to a lot of people, okay? And, and uh, I mean, over the years, over the years, right? You know, and there was a few good guys. And that's, that's what made me, you know, hang out and go, hey, maybe, maybe there's a possibility. So they told me I was going to be assistant program director. And I was like, assistant program director? They said, yeah, you're going to work, you're going to work with her. <clears throat> and when they said her, they went point to her. And I'm like, that's the her that never paid me the first time when I was just getting into the business. Right? <laughs> so, so, so I, I was, I was, I was down. Hawaiians, I was down. Okay. Not because I was stupid and I knew there was a chance. I knew there was a chance that I was going to walk away with nothing. Right? I knew there was a chance. But, you know, I figured, I figured like, hey, you know what? Something, even one bad something, is worth, you know, more, right, than one good nothing. 
See what I'm saying, Hoynt? Right? So I said, okay. I said, all right. So this chick, right, she goes, oh, well, we need all this, this production done. We need all this music transferred from records to carts. In old days, we had carts. They like eight track. They look like eight tracks. Uh, I don't know if you guys, <laughs> most of you guys going, huh? What is, what is one eight track? I'm going, what Okay. Anyway, they, they used, they used to use this stuff at radio stations. So you tape the record onto the tape cartridge and that, that cartridge is the one that they play, not the record. Okay. So that's the way, that's the way it worked. And so I, I used to be really good at doing, uh, that kind of stuff. So I could cue it up so that when you press the button, boom, the song start, right? And that was, that was a, there was a technique to that. Not everybody could do that back in the day. Some guys are sloppy with their work. And so I, you know, I, I would stay there overnight, bro. So I camped out at that radio station for at least three weekends, right? And it was kind of cool because I brought my friend with me. And like on the side, like when I wasn't doing the work, like we would take a break. We was recording music. We was having fun. We was, you know, I mean, it was, it wasn't all like, you know, break back, uh, back breaking kind of work, right? That kind. But I had some fun. So we did that. We went through the thing. Now here's the back end. The back end to the story was, okay. So, so we, anyway, the, let me tell you the front end. I'll finish the front end. The front end is we, we do all this work again. Okay. Then one day I go into the, to the office, right? And, and I sit down with this guy who is supposed to be the new GM. He's working his way into that position, right? Cause he's the one that is the head of this hui, right? That they all put together. And a hui is a group of people, a group of investors, just a group of people that, that you know. So when the Hawaiians wanted to get anything accomplished, they formed a hui. And that was power because that incorporated, you know, many people, several people. So anyway, so I went to this guy and, and I said, well, you know, uh, just, just wondering about how much this uh, assistant uh, program director position pays. You know, because I was, I, I, you know, that's a legitimate question, right? <laughs> yeah. So he goes, oh, well, no, I, I think there's been some miscommunication. Now, this miscommunication, now, he's, t- he's telling me this after the work was all done, right? Because now I, I want to sit down and talk business. Okay, this is not a lesson right here, right? So he goes, oh, I think there's been some miscommunication. You see, uh, we were thinking... Uh, we, we, we told you, right? Cause what they told me, right? Was completely different from what he was telling me. Now he goes, he goes, well, we told you that we, you were going to assist this girl, <laughs> right? <laughs> you were going to assist Skyhawk, you know? And I, I'm like, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, that's not what you said. So instead of arguing with the guy, I sat there, I looked at the guy, right? He told me this stuff. I go, okay. This the second time you've been yanked. That's it, right? Because if right, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I'm like, all right, shame on me. My bad, my bad. So, so I, I said, okay, thank you very much, and I shook his hand, you know, and and I left, right? And then I drafted my resignation papers. I went hand them in to the to the real GM at the time, okay. And then I and I said, I said, Rich, I'm sorry, I I. I, I gotta go, and all the legitimate broadcasting guys submitted resignations. Like all of them, they they all they all saw the writing on the wall, not the writing on the wall as far as 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 the back end business side because they didn't know, and neither did I at the time. But on the front end, 
we got we had all these guys who weren't in radio. They wasn't even part of radio. They never even half of these guys never even know how to do radio. And they were supposed to have been radio people. <clears throat> and, and and all the professional radio guys was like, we're not gonna work for these guys. So they all handed in resignations and boom, we were all gone. We left. Okay, now here's the back end to that story. The back end is the owner of that radio station, right? Okay, the guy who sold his station to the, the next party, right? Okay, so this guy had a he had his dad's business. In the mainland. Now they, we see we see kids screw up their parents' business every day. I mean, I'm a business consultant. I see this happen every day. They let the son or the daughter take over and boom, they drive it into the ground, right? Well, this guy's dad owned uh like a few a few hundred acres in the mainland. Okay, and this was wide open space. Okay, but what this guy did was he built radio towers on this land. Okay, so he would have a, a tower and then, I don't know, they had regulations. You cannot be, you know, so you got to be so many, you know, uh, miles or whatever from the thing. And, and this guy had plenty acreage. I mean, stretched out for miles and miles. So he had all these radio towers on the property. And he would lease these towers out to the, the radio stations at, you know, I don't know, in the area. Or whatever, so he made millions and millions of dollars doing this because this was in the mainland. Okay, now now his son takes over the business, right? And and he starts incurring losses, and nobody knew this. Okay, and he took all of his losses and he sunk it into that radio station, right? That that all these Hawaiians were walking into. <laughs> Bro, this is so funny because this is bachi, bro. So, so bachi means that when you when you make somebody any kind, and this is the law of attraction part, you guys. When you make somebody any kind, when you do something bad to somebody, when you cheat people, okay, when you are a scoundrel, when when you just think that doing good business is ripping people off, when you think that you're gonna bachi, okay. And that's what this that's what this was. Mm-hmm. So he sunk all his losses into this radio station and he proudly sold it to this hui. <laughs> and then this hui, okay, this and this radio station is still in operation till today. Okay, but I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna tell you the name. Well the name has changed, the call letters have changed. <clears throat> but but I mean, you know, and, and so uh <laughs> This is so funny, bro. This, he sunk everything into this thing, right? Now, these guys, you got to, you, you know, if I were to put myself in these Hawaiian shoes, okay, it was a it was a lifetime opportunity. It really was. It was a lifetime opportunity. This is part of the bocce thing, right? This is, it was a lifetime opportunity. And this thing would have been sweet, Hawaiians. Would have been sweet. Right, but he sunk all his losses into this thing. He sold it to these guys. These guys are so proud of what they did, right? Of buying this radio station, right? That and this was an AM station, and they were gonna compete with the other AM station that that half of them left, right? They left that station because now they're gonna buy this station, and now they're gonna be the man on this. You see what I'm saying? And and so anyway, they turn on this station. They they have not turned on, but they can they they convert the format to Hawaiian music. 
<clears throat> they had this big celebration and all these merchants got involved and everybody support, support, you know. And they all thought that this thing was going to be the new thing. This is going to be the, the winner. So everybody's putting their money. Everybody's placing their bets on this one, right? And they start, the very first time they turned on uh, to the new format, and they did a live broadcast from it. You know, before when they said live broadcast, that meant they were actually at the location broadcasting the show from there. Now, live broadcast sometimes means you got one guy in a parking lot of a car dealership recording on a cell phone. And then you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, you, it's not like the old days anymore. But but those guys, right, in their live thing, they were actually calling out the radio station they left. And they were making fun of the radio station on the air. Like like we was listening. Because, you know, new I wanted to see like what these guys was going to do. Because we already left. All the all the professionals left. I could name these guys. Half of these guys are in the mainland. They're very successful today. They, they, you know, they're probably retiring already, right? Because they was older than me. <clears throat> and and so, sorry, Owens, I, I got a little bit of asthma this morning, a little bit of congestion. And so, so these guys, right? So they 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 started verbally assaulting their competition on the radio. Now this this was never heard of. This never happened before. Right, because you know there was a certain degree of respect in the old days. You could go to another radio station, your competitor, and you could hang out because everybody was in radio. This was radio, right? Okay. This is this this subject is for another podcast, but there was one radio station that changed all of that, and they came and they they did a little uh, militant attitude kind of thing, and radio was never the same after that. But that's another podcast. And I will tell you that story later on. But these guys, these guys, okay, in a matter of like two, three months, I think it was, I think it was a couple months, maybe two, three months, they get the notice, okay, that all these losses are being claimed, right? And and that they're so so basically their sale didn't didn't uh their sale went through. The guy collected the money <laughs> and then he left town. He left town, okay? So these guys all went to court. I was on TV, was you know, this guy sunk the, the whole trip, man. So so these guys got stuck in this big legal battle. Meanwhile, they had to abandon the radio station. So the radio station, the radio station got bought for cheap, right? From another company. Now the radio station was doing good when when I was there. Right, and then all of a sudden, these guys waltz in. Right, I, I don't know those, those dancing comes Kamehameha waltz or whatever they was doing. They they came in, and 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 they sold this guy ripped them off. Right, so so now the shoe is on the other foot, and this is the law of attraction. What goes around comes around, Hawaiians, because these people, what not those people, that one girl ripped me off twice, okay, two times. Okay, now she popped up one more time in my career. I have no idea. Well, I know why. I know why. Because you remember the time I told you I told off the general manager because I never care? Okay, so long story short, years later, I go to another radio station. The general manager hires me, and that chick calls him up from a big island. From a big island, right? She's not even on this island anymore. 
And she caught, and she goes, yeah, well, you know what Junior did? Yeah, you know what? He just told her off. And you know what? He could do the same thing to you. And you know what? He no care. Well, you know, so she starts, she starts, you know, the Hawaiians call it volaal, but she starts talking, right? She starts talking. It's too late already. He already hired me. He already hired me. And then he told me about that the next, the next day when I showed up, though, well, it was on Monday. When I showed up on Monday to start my position, Right, he tells me what happened, and he goes, "I just want to make sure we're good." I said, "Bro, we're good. Of course, we're good." And we was good, you know. And and anyway, that's not a podcast, always. But this is what happens, okay? When you put bad vibes out into the universe, it will come back and bite you in the butt, okay? I gotta say butt because we get some zero to seventeen year olds listening. <laughs> Anyway, but but that's what happens, okay? This is life lessons, you guys, okay? When you do people dirty, you're going to get done dirty. It's just a matter of time, okay? So here's the solution, Hawaiians, okay? Help people. Give to people, okay? Be honest and upfront with people in business. Business is not about seeing how much you can get away with. Business is providing your service or your product either to to provide a solution, okay? The most successful people on the planet, they invent things for solutions, okay? To, to save time, to save, to save energy, to save, to save, to save, right? Convenience, all of that, okay? Now, do things for that purpose or to provide the best service possible that you can for the amount of money you're charging. That's what business is about. Business is not about being a little dirty rat and seeing how much you can get away with. That's not business. Bro, that's not, bro, that's, you know, I would tell you what that is, but I cannot swear on the program because if I did, then, then, oh, wait, I gotta go, always. Sorry, always. Oh, man. But anyway, but that's the story, okay? What goes around comes around, okay? And if you're going around doing people dirty, okay, or, or whatever you're doing that's not right, it will come back and bite you in the butt. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry. We also want to thank Voice Master, Family of Service Companies, and AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Chinen, available on iTunes. Just download them, Hawaii. Oh, man. Hey, until the next podcast, which might be uh, tomorrow, you never know. <laughs> I'm Trini Kekoe, Virginia. Mahalo. Aloha. <laughs>